This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Everybody, welcome your saltwater guide with another great show for you today. Thanks for joining us. It's Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We always talk about some cool Promar products. Most of you that are on our mailing address should have got the uh, the Mailchimp about the rock cod squirts today. That's kind of what we sent out this morning. So check your email. Make sure you don't throw it into your junk. You want to make sure you capitalize on the. Uh, chance to save a little bit of money and get some of those rock cod squirts because even though like Jamie and I talked about the other day the rock cod thing has changed it's not uh closed you can still catch rockfish that's why we're still promoting the rock cod squirts and we got a lot to talk about today I have some other pretty cool Promar products to talk about we're going to bring our guide in a little later on in the show from up in Washington we got Avery back with us last week our Monday, yesterday, we had Don Brockman on the show, and you know how much Donnie loves to talk. We just didn't have time to slide Avery in, so I'm excited to see what he's been doing up there in Washington, and I hope some of you are taking advantage of him and giving him a call and getting in on his list so he can take you fishing up there, and you can go catch some of the cool stuff that he's catching up there, but uh, everybody, thank you all for joining us today on all the platforms, and Dan and Kim, thank you very much for this uh this uh, thing you sent me about Noah, we're definitely talking about this on the show today, gang. Absolutely incredible information just came out on Noah's website, which blows my mind that they've <clears throat> been doing this. And we'll talk about that in depth here in a few minutes. I want to just let a few more people jump onto the live show. Those of you that are listening on the podcast, thank you all very much for downloading our podcast and thanks for being a part of this. Um, but, um, <clears throat> we got Sonny just text me. He's, maybe he'll join us on the show today. I'm not sure, but, um, I got Avery and Justin's on the backside of Catalina right now trying to catch a bluefin. So hopefully he can join us on the show while he's fishing that bluefin back there. We just got so much cool stuff to talk about today on the show. So I'm very excited. I hope you all are excited. And like I said, everybody on the podcast, Carriers, thank you very much for downloading our podcast and being a part of the show. Tim, congratulations on winning that spool of Opsin floral carbon yesterday. Pretty cool deal. All Tim had to do was go over to the Opsin website. And just like that, we'll talk real quick. If you jump onto the Promar website through the QR code, if you join us through the QR code on Promar, 
that's going to enter you in and uh, get you a chance to win the bag of swag. We give away a bag of swag on the first of every month. October 1st, we'll give away another bag of swag. And all you got to do is enter through the QR code. You don't even have to purchase anything, gang. How cool is that? You just enter through the QR code. Elliot can track every single one of you. And then uh, if you do decide to buy something, you save 10% entering the store through the QR code. Those of you that are listening on the podcast, you go to promarahi.com and purchase whatever you want to purchase over on their website. And then put in the code YSWG, and that'll save you that 10%. I think that's a phenomenal deal. Don't forget, grab that QR code, gang. All you got to do while you're watching the show, go in and enter the store and check out all the cool stuff they have to offer. You'll be blown away when you find out everything Promar has. Like we talked about last week, lobster fishing. Pablo just went up to the Promar... Promar Warehouse, him and his beautiful wife, Kate, just went up there and picked up all their hoop nets for the beginning of hoop net season. So Pablo and Kate have all their hoop net uh, arsenal to start fishing lobsters in San Diego Harbor. It's going to be a phenomenal year for lobster fishing with the warm water and then the cold water and the warm water. It's got them all going all over the place, moving in every different direction. So it should be pretty exciting. Pablo will be doing open party trips. He'll be doing all kinds of really special stuff. The really cool thing about the lobster season, and it's six months long. So there's so much to do. And I know Pablo said yesterday, the beginning of the season is always the best. Well, he was just excited. The best time of the year to go lobster fishing is when you can go. And I made it super easy for everybody. If you go to our website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, you can enter my website through the QR code also. And that over there would give you everything you need to be successful to catch lobsters in Southern California. I give you all my spots. Gang, think about that. Somebody's giving you spots to go catch lobsters. Anybody that you know that catches lobsters, ask them if they will tell you their spot. The spots that you're going to get at your saltwater guide gang, those spots have been proven year in and year out catching lobsters. Justin uses them. Pablo uses them. Sonny uses them. Constantly catching lobsters day in and day out, day in and day out catching lobsters. And then I give you all the spots you need to be successful at your saltwaterguide.com. So don't hesitate to get on the website gang. And one thing I was telling everybody last week, I guarantee you the price of the websites going up January 1st, 2024, but not to everybody that's already signed up. I don't know what you're all waiting for. You're all going to be a member of the website eventually. So, Oh, yeah. Kelly said, just wait. Don't get in now. She wants you to wait until the price goes up because she already has some stuff picked out at, at uh, Sephora she wants to get. So don't get in now. Wait till 2024, January 1st, and Kelly will be super happy. But those of you that get in now, you're going to get in for the nine 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 and the $100 game plans, $100 hotspots. But if you wait, I promise you, January 1st, 2024, you will get to pay more. I promise you that. So make sure you check out the website if you want to not suck at fishing anymore and you want to catch lots of lobsters. So let's get into this real quick. I'm going to bring Avery in here because I want him to hear what's going on. I want you to see what's going on. Welcome to the show, Avery. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. How's everything going up there? 
it's a uh, fall's coming up here in in Washington. It's starting to get cold, and the water temperatures are definitely starting to cool down. Uh, out in the ocean and out in the strait, it's starting to warm up. Oddly enough, out in the Puget Sound, which is making fishing a little bit tougher, but we're still catching them, and uh, we're just having to go fish for them a little bit deeper. Okay, it's getting a little chilly up there. The uh, yeah, we're getting the ocean currents are definitely cooling down the ocean. Our uh, warm water that we're usually catching tuna off of out of Westport and all these areas is starting to move out a little bit further every week. Okay. And uh, that warm water that was hanging out in the Strait of Juan de Fuca is starting to move down into the uh, Puget Sound and making the water temperatures about 60 degrees in the Puget Sound, which is making our fish go down about 100 feet lower than I'm usually catching them at. Oh, okay. All right. That makes um, sense. Last weekend, we went down to the uh, Hood Canal, made a kind of a exploratory trip down Hood Canal, which goes to some legendary uh, salmon and steelheading rivers down there that go up into the Olympic Peninsula. Super, super gorgeous down there. Uh, the great powers that be allow us to catch four fish, wilds or hatcheries down there. So that's where we were at last weekend and did pretty good. Um, I think we released maybe 30 fish in a day and kept our limits. Oh, wow. That sounds like a blast. It was a great time. Saw some orcas and saw all sorts of great wildlife out there. That's, Can't beat it. No, that sounds insane. How much fun is that? You get mm -hmm. to catch salmon, see some orcas. And, is there any mm -hmm. eagles up there? Oh, they're everywhere. They're, <laughs> they're like, like seagulls, the right? eagles up here. Oh, oh my God. They're everywhere. They, Yeah, they're like crows or seagulls around here. Right. We get all excited when we see one. You guys are like, oh, my gosh, just relax. They're everywhere. <laughs> trash birds up here so gang if you guys want to get out there and go fishing up there with avery there's a lot of people that listen and watch the show up there in your neck of the woods just give them some give them all your information let them know how to get a hold of you and then we're going to go into this little article i just got from dan and kim so uh you can look me up pacific tide fishing on instagram you can look me up my name avery kulik on facebook you can text or call me anytime 360 six three zero 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 six four uh, great we'll be out halibut fishing the next few weekends out and off the uh off the coast till that close up lots of rockfish lingcod lots of fish to still be caught so get out while uh the getting's still good well i was gonna ask you are you still allowed to catch halibut up there you know i think that you know uh they're gonna shut it off out of westport which is marine area two this weekend is the last weekend. Um, have until the end of the month out at Marine Area 4, which is Nia Bay. Okay. And then you can keep link cod as well. And then salmon will be coming up to a close mid-October. And it's that time of the year, sadly. The great powers. And see what he's what Avery's telling you. That's why it's important to have a guide with you. What he just talked about, you think you're confused? I'm super confused. And I... And I had Jamie Diamond on the show on Friday talking about the rockfish closure. They have so many different closures up there where you're at it. It's just like down here in Southern California. If you start to delve into it, it's very, very important to be uh, adept on the uh, different regulations and all the different things that are going on because you can get caught real easy. Oh, yeah. They're it's waiting. a, it's a low-hanging fastball for them. It makes it real simple for them to get to get you 
these regs are so hard to figure out and understand. So that's why it's important to make sure you get with Avery when you go up there. Or if you're already up there and you just want to get out on the water, right? They can go with you. You can take them on their boats, whatever, right? Oh, yeah. Just come on out fishing. We'll go have a good time. We'll catch fish. I'll show you how to do it. We'll have a great time. And you'll be compliant. We'll be compliant. There's a lot of uh, Latin longitude lines with area closures, and it's it's out of control. So unless you know the GPS coordinates and have the chart plotter and all the all the right gear, it's way too easy to get into trouble. They don't yeah, set you up that, for success around here. And none of us want that. We no. get in plenty of trouble without that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I want you to kick back and listen to this. And gang, make sure we'll get Avery back on with his phone number and stuff again if you didn't get it down. So just take it easy. You don't have to rewind the tape. So I want you to understand this, Avery, and you're, this is going to blow your mind. Everybody that's listening, and Dan and Kim, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. And gang, we talk about stuff on the podcast all the time, but we try to keep it as positive as we possibly can. And I hate politics, and I hate talking about it, but like Don Brockman was saying yesterday, fishing is so political now, it's, it's incredible. It's so hard to not be political when you're fishing. I know you like the sabiki. Marley's trying to get a sabiki right here. Get <laughs> there he is. Woo. Jumping around. Okay. Listen to this. You won't even believe this. Remember about two months ago, I was telling you guys that this association was telling us that the windmills do not kill whales and dolphins. And I told you right then I knew that they don't tell the truth. Watch this. Noah. N-O-A-A, the Noah, Noah, the, the, the Noah, says it has overestimating recreational saltwater catches by 30 to 40%. <laughs> they just admitted this. <laughs> Sport fishing groups say it's past, time for, it's past time for the federal agency to overhaul its approach to data collection. Gang, this has a direct effect. This is why the rockfish get closed. This is why Avery's going through the closure of the salmon and the halibut and all the different things. This is Noah, which you all think they're on our side, but they are not, gang. They're special interests like you can't even believe. And I'm telling you, this is true. This is anybody that wants to see this article, just send me a text message at 949-374-0786. I'll forward this, but this is unbelievable. I just, I'm just going to read a tiny bit of it because I know we're not going to do this the whole time, but the agency's own data has inflated much of the country's recreational saltwater. Most of the country, not, not California, not Washington, not Oregon, not Florida, the whole United States of America by 30 to 40%. This is the third time in 13 years that a serious issue has been uncovered in NOAA's recreational fisheries data program, according to a new report for the Center for Sport Fishing Policies. Now, this has a big direct uh, effect on me and my family. And Avery, all of you in Florida that are listening to this show, all of you in Texas that are listening to your, this show, because they take the data from NOAA and then the feds 
set the limits. Like this rockfish closure thing that's going on right now, this is set by the feds. This is not by the state of California. This is not by our great governor of the state of California. <laughs> this is set by the feds because they get their information from NOAA. So like I was saying before, this is all not real science. This is not real data that they're getting. And now they're, they're admit, Noah's admitting that they were wrong by 30 to 40% in, in the wrong way. They overestimate our catches, gang. If they, <laughs> I just want you to understand. If they admit to 30 to 40, you know the number 60 to 80. You know that. Come on. We've been around this planet long enough. We've been around this planet long enough to understand if you're going to admit to your lies, you know your lies were way more than you're willing to admit to. We know that for a fact, gang. So just so you know, man, like they tell us, when the whales, the humpback whales started washing up on the beaches in New Jersey, in New York, and they were saying, Noah says there isn't any correlation to the wind farms. Well, before the wind farms, no whales washed up on the beach ever. Healthy, teenage, humpback, whales, and right whales. They didn't wash up on the beach, but Noah said, oh, no. Oh, no. They got nothing to do with it. It's, it's all about this, gang. It's all about who's putting the most money in their pockets. I'm just... I don't want to get shut down. I'm trying to just let you know. When Dan and Kim sent this to me, I was down at the car wash. I'm like, oh my. I'm I'm going to talk about freshwater fishing versus saltwater fishing with what the show was going to be about today. But then this came through and I'm like, well, I have to start the show off with this. I just need you all to understand how, how tainted this information is, gang, and how it directly affects all of us. I'm not getting sick, Mike Lewis. Are you kidding me? Nothing lives in this body. <laughs> no fungus, nothing. What do you it's think? Funny, it's funny you talk about Noah overestimating. Um, in Washington, when you go to the dock, you have these really nice fish and wildlife people come up and want to chat with you about your day of fishing. Say you release 10 rockfish because they're illegal. You release them. It's a good, safe release. When you tell them that you caught those 10 fish, they use that against fishermen for the quota, and they use that as 10 landed fish. So yeah, when everybody no. comes in and they say, oh, well, I released 20 salmon today, even though that was a good release on fish, that quota number is getting pumped up. And that number is used against us sport fishermen to change the seasons and close us down early. Yeah, well, year. I had the same thought process that you did Avery. And then when I talked with Jamie on my show on Friday, I had, I had, I came to a, a new awakening and like Jamie said, well, there is no way for them to, there is no way for them to know what we're catching as far as the rec, the, the private boaters, the sport boat industry, they, they got to write down every fish on a piece of paper and that's all submitted. But when the when the uh, data collectors meet you at the launch ramp, I was the same way you were. I'm like, it never works out in our favor. Well, Jamie explained to me, well, if we don't give them the information, then they just make up information like Noah was doing. So we got to, unfortunately, I was pounding the same drum you're pounding right now for the last 40 years. I'm like, nope, I'm not telling them nothing. But Jamie informed me that Dave, you better 
let all your people start giving the information or they're going to just make it up like Noah did. They're going to make it up. So good information, bad information in our favor, not in our favor. Well, no information sucks. Hmm. So if we don't give them something, they're going to make it up. So I was with you. I was with you. So I want everybody that's watching this show that when those data collectors show up at the launch ramp or at your dock and they got their clipboard, we got to understand, Avery, it's different now. They're not the enemy. They, 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 we got to give them some type of information because if not, they make up. They t- look at, here's what they do. They look at the sport boat that carried 50 people yesterday and they caught X amount of fish and then they use Noah math and then they, <laughs> then they go, oh, well, if uh, the freelance had 80 people on it and they caught 400 fish, then that means that if we average that out, Avery had four people on his on his center console. And then they come up with the numbers that way without any real. And you could either way, they got to have some type of information. So we don't want to making it up anymore. So we got to be careful and we got to help them out. And we got to just we got to just try to give them the information because the other way obviously isn't working because that's how I did it forever. So we'll see. Well, that's a great point. That's a great point. I I thought so when Jamie told me, I was like, okay, I'll shut up for a minute and listen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so gang, I wanted you all to know what Noah just told everybody so everybody's on the same page i'm in but what we wanted to talk about today was freshwater saltwater fishing and i thought that would be perfect for what you're doing avery because the fish not a lot of the salmon that you're catching they're both fresh and saltwater those fish Mm -hmm. are in the freshwater and the saltwater and you have plenty of rivers and streams up there i love freshwater fishing I love going into the streams and catching trout and I love catching largemouth bass and smallmouth bass. Mm-hmm. I caught one pike in my life. I'd love to catch some more pike. I'm kind of into that whole thing. Now the freshwater thing, I can see how we can have a adverse effect on the population, uh, an effect on the population of the fish because it's a stream or it's a lake and it does, it's not, it's not like the ocean where it's just this vast right. giant place. So when you're fishing in a stream or a lake, yeah, it's, I don't take anything. I don't want to eat a largemouth bass. I don't want to eat a trout. I'm letting them all go and I'm letting them go and I'm handling them with care. But when I get out on the ocean, those fish taste phenomenal. They taste great. <laughs> the limits were all set. The first time the limits were set, Back in the 70s and 60s and 70s, they were set with science. The new limits weren't set with science, but now they have us so restricted that, are you kidding me? If I get a halibut, I'm taking it home and eating it. If I catch a nice calico bass, I'm taking it home and eating it because all of those fish taste just like fish. And I'm not. What about you? Um, you know, I, I've released a lot of really nice halibut when I'm catching them as season, and it's really heartbreaking. I mean, they've just made the season so, so, so restrictive out here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I don't, I'm not much of a fan of the freshwater fish. They're fun to go catch, take the kids out and go fishing, take the family out for a lake day, but I'm not, I'm not too much of a fan of it. 
personally, okay. I do love going out to some of these beautiful coastal rivers we have and catching steelhead and salmon in the fall time and winter time when there's not too much going on in the ocean, for sure. Um, I do love going and getting a bunch of rainbow trout. It's my favorite halibut bait. <laughs> don't say that that's against the law ladies and gentlemen you don't want to do that <laughs> you don't want to do that i understand i got i love to fish largemouth bass with goldfish but that's against the law it is what it is gang and it's also against a lot of speed on the freeway and it's also against the law to do a lot of things we all do but gang i want to bring something up real quick we got to make sure that we hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you guys are enjoying my podcast at all and you have a good time listening to us and it's entertaining, please sprinkle some stars out on the Facebook page. You can go into Facebook, purchase yourself some stars, and then sprinkle them out across the podcast while you're watching it. And those of you on uh, YouTube, you guys can tip us. It's very, very easy. I know Josh and, and uh, Jeanette. Lonnie and a lot of different people have tipped us throughout the show. And I appreciate everybody that does it for us. And uh, just if you can't afford it, I understand it, but please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button and hit the share button and share my podcast with all your friends, people that haven't seen it yet. They'll love it. It's very entertaining. And uh, we try to keep it very relevant. We try to talk about what's going on all the time out on the water. We bring in lots of guests. We do this podcast Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time live on Facebook and YouTube. And then it goes out immediately afterwards across to all the podcast carriers. And then we also carry it on our app at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Josh, thank you very much. Gang, Josh just tipped us. It's very, very easy to tip. He just tipped us on YouTube. And I thank you very much for that, gang. Thank you very, very much for everybody and everything. All the money that we collect goes to feed Marley. Marley's our rescue monkey. You see him jumping around in the background all the time. We have two rescue cats, and we try to make sure that they have the best life they could possibly have. Our cats, Kelly feeds them jumbo shrimp every day. Thanks to all of you. Thank you very much. And, uh, Marley's gets fresh mangoes all the time. He eats lots of good vegetables and he loves, loves, loves his live mealworms. This is like his favorite food. He just got done eating like 20 of them. And that's all because of all of you. So thank you very much. And please hit the like button, share and subscribe to our channel. It all helps. It all helps the algorithm. It helps move the show along in a positive way. I saw your little dog running around behind you there. What's his name? Oh, name. this is Finley. He's uh Hey Finley. Finley loves to go fishing. He's an incredible <laughs> hunter. This dog will sit at the boat and stare at my rod all day. And nice, Finley. Off, he'll start barking. He's the best. All right, Finley. Cool. Yeah, yep. a bit of a package deal. Nice. That's cool that he loves to fish. Look at him. He just he heard fishing. He's like, "Are we going fishing? Or are you going to go back out and pound nails, dad?" <laughs> Right? I, I think we ought to load up and just go to the beach. I think it's always a good idea to go to the beach. I'm going to the beach right after this show. The water is 92 down here in Cabo right now. Oh. Jeanette, thank you very, very much. I'm, and Tim, I'm envious. 92 degrees. That's beautiful. Oh, it's insane. I was there yesterday, and there's so many fish. I'm taking a big bag of tortillas. I'm going to make a bunch of content for my 
for my uh, videos that I put out. Gang, I put out 28 brand new videos every single week. We put out a video at 8 o'clock in the morning. We put a video out at 2 in the afternoon. And we put a video out at 6 in the afternoon. Every day. We've been doing this for three years now. Just over three years. Thanks to me and Elliot putting together all this cool stuff. Marley's a big part of the show. There he is right there. Mm -hmm. Hanging out. Little buddy. What do you think? Yeah. So thank you everybody for all you do to help move the show along. And Avery, thanks for trying to join us every week. I appreciate you bringing in that Northern United States, Washington area, letting us mm -hmm. all know what's going on up there. Cause let's get down to the bottom, the nitty gritty. It's your saltwater guide. It's not Dave Hansen's saltwater guide. It's everybody's saltwater guide. And we're fishing all over the United States. We're bringing in some really cool guys from, from, uh, the East Coast on Friday, they they fish that uh, sharks on the beach. They also have a charter boat. It's going to be a great show. We're going to show a lot of really cool things. And uh, every week we bring in some really cool uh, guests. And don't don't uh, think Avery's not a cool guest. We love bringing you on here. Thank you for being a part of the show. It really helps me out tremendously. Yeah. So. As far as lakes go up there and streams, you got some phenomenal trout fishing up there, don't you? Phenomenal. Uh, trout and kokanee. Kokanee is a landlocked salmon. Oh, and, wow. I mean, we've really got it all out here. I mean, uh, got out by the, there's some lakes out here, just gorgeous mountains coming in, real similar to your Lake Tahoe down there in California. And lots of cold water, lots of big trout. The bass fishing is good in some parts of the state. Um, you're talking about pike earlier out on the Columbia river. You can actually make a living catching Northern minnow pike. You go out and catch them. And I think the state will pay you 20 bucks for every fish that you, you bring to them. Really? Yeah. Why? Because they're an invasive invasive. They're eating fish there or something. Yeah. They're eating all the, uh, they go and they eat all the salmon, and all the sturgeon. What do you get for a sea lion? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're not, can't be talking about that. So they're worried about the pike, but they're not worried about the sea lion. That makes a ton of sense. That's, that makes a lot of sense. I wonder how many, I wonder how many uh, fish the pike eats compared to the sea lion. There's no data collected. Noah came up with that data. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how big are these pike? I never, I, I drove a yacht on the Columbia. I didn't know there was pike in there. Darn. Yeah, we got pike. Uh, I don't know. Some of them are pretty small. They're about a foot to two foot long. They're not very big. They mostly eat all the eggs and all the, uh, all the, uh, baby salmon when they're just in the, uh, oh, the jack stage. Okay. Yep. All and, right. uh, I have, I've gone out for them a few times. I've caught a handful of them, but I haven't spent a ton of time going after them. If I'm going out fishing out in the salt fresh water around here, I'm going out for kokanee because they're really good eating, or I'm going out for uh, triploid, which is this Frankenstein of a fish that our state has created and have released all over the upper Columbia River. But they're really good size and they're fun to catch. They're what about is it? Ten pounds. They're called a triploid, and it's basically a rainbow trout on steroids. How big do those get? Like ten pounds is a pretty average size, so Whoa. pretty big. 
for a friend. Nice. Yeah, I guess so. That sounds pretty spectacular. I'd like to see one of those. They bite the fly. Um, when I fish for them, I fish with downriggers for them. So oh, I'll set okay. down 20, 30 feet below the surface and I'll run a spoon with a flasher. And that's what okay. seems to do pretty well for them. Around here in the Pacific Northwest, I find myself fishing with downriggers almost all the time, unless I'm fishing for bottom fish. These trout and these salmon, they really seem to like to get into a certain water depth for trying to go for a certain temperature. Okay. That seems to be the uh, the ticket for me catching these fish out here in the northwest. All right. Another fish. One of my buddies was up in Washington and caught a 120-pound sturgeon. Oh, jeez. Do you guys catch those? Do you do any of that? Do you do any of that sturgeon fishing? I have never gone out sturgeon fishing. I'm, I'd like to get out and try it out this winter. I'm just always so busy out in the ocean catching fish that I don't find myself in the Columbia river much, but right. it, it, they're, they're definitely around. We'll be out, uh, duck hunting out in the uh, winter time. And you can see them in the, in the shallow water. You'd see their fins as they're trolling around the shallow bays. Really? And, and they're monsters. I mean, there's nothing else out there that's going to be six, seven feet long. And you see these monster fish out in a foot, two feet of water. Oh, I want to see that for sure. I want to see that. I want to see a 120-pound fish swimming in a river. That sounds pretty epic. My buddy Stephen Wells went and did it for his for his birthday, and he sent me some pictures. The other one that he he caught too, and the second one looks like it's got to be over 200 pounds. I'm just I have never seen one, but the thing is like nine feet long. Thing is so flipping big. Laying next to him, he's six foot man, and it looks three feet longer than he is. Just an incredible fish. I would love to go try that. Do you know where he went? What part of the Columbia he was on? Nope. No idea. I just got some pictures. He knows yeah. I'm your saltwater guide, and I would give away all the sh- – I would give everything away. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've got him a lot up here. I'll go give it a try this uh, this winter. I'm sure you'd just use a halibut type of setup with a piece of bait basically a prehistoric crazy halibut looking fish that's vacuumed the bottom of the river so i'm got some stinky i'm sure they'll eat it i don't know anything about it i wouldn't know what to do it just the mouth on it looks like it's round it looked to me it looked like it was round but maybe i'm not seeing it maybe it's a different i don't know the picture was hard to tell i don't know anything about sturgeon i don't want to pretend like i do i know i like i like caviar Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know about them is that they have some pretty spectacular caviar, but I don't know anything else about them. They look really bitching. I would love to go try it. The mm-hmm. other, the the other thing is that paddle fish, the one with the big paddle on his nose. I don't know where you catch those at. And then they got some fish with giant teeth that I saw. What's his name? Kept fishing for those, fishing for those monsters. He had that Discovery Show or whatever. Or, Oh, river monsters. River monsters. Yeah. And he showed yes. those giant saber tooth fish. I don't know what the hell those were, but they look like they'd be fun to try to catch one. Are you talking about the uh, Goliath tiger fish of the Congo River? I think that's what they are. I think yeah. that's what they are. They look pretty spectacular. I mean, there's so much wild stuff that lives in fresh water that those of us that fish saw water, we think we're it. And then you start to see like that show and you go, 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, look at that. They're catching those things in fresh water. What a gnarly fish that thing is with those giant teeth. You just go, what has he got those for? No, it looks like my dog's mouth. Yeah, except your dog doesn't have saber teeth. That tiger fish is just an insane looking animal. I wish we had some pictures we could throw up on the screen, but no, it just looks insane. I think the only thing I hate, and my friends down in Florida that I fish with will tell you, I hate bugs. Mm-hmm. I hate bugs. I hate them more than anything. I hate gnats flying in my face. I hate mosquitoes. I hate all that crap. So like when I was in Florida fishing, there's so many fish, but I'm going to leave them all alone because I don't like the bugs. I can't deal with the bugs. There was just like a time in the morning where you could go fishing for three or four hours before their wings got dry. And uh, it was, and then all of a sudden it was just like, boom buzzing over your head one of my buddies said hey you want to come fish the everglades with me and i no i don't think so too many bugs i can't i want to i want to try it but the bugs just i can't do it for me it's about bugs i'm a big baby i'm just a big baby you start inhaling them it's like the exorcism sometimes out in the fresh water yeah so real quick let me just show you guys a couple of products here real quick let's Let's check this out. So let's go back to Promar. Let's go. There's the QR code. All you got to do is hit that QR code with your phone. Download or download the QR code on your phone or whatever you call that you do. You hit it with your camera. Bam. You go right straight to the website. Promar Ahi. 10% off if you shop with that. But gang, you're going to want some of these sabikis on your boat because we're coming up into October. There's marlin are everywhere. Tuna are everywhere. You want to have a bunch of these sabikis on your boat. You want to get a sabiki rod. You can get all this stuff off the website. You save 10% entering through the QR code. You want to have some sabikis on the boat, though. So check that out. You want to have some sabikis. And then the live deception lures. These things, look at that. It looks just like a mackerel. Throw that into a foamer and try to wind it out of there without getting bit. And I think that up there where you're at, I'll bet you the salmon would eat these things. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think they would. We definitely use those for the albacore. Yeah, dart jigs, we called them back in the day. But the live deception lure, these things would work phenomenal for the albacore. We just don't have those here anymore. You guys scarfed them all up on us. So you want to get some of these live deceptions, the, the regular live deception, or you can get the live deception flash. All this stuff's available to you over at Promar. Go through the QR code, check it out. <clears throat> Entering through the QR code or putting in the code YSWG if you're listening on the podcast. Both those ways will get you into the contest to win the free bag of swag that we give away on the first of every month. We'll be giving away a free bag of swag from Promar. So check out their website, gang. You'll be blown away with all the stuff they sell. Marley's super excited back there. He just got done eating a fresh mango that Josh got him. And... uh He's having a good time running around back there. Gang, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Do not let us down. Share this video with everybody. And if you're having a hard time figuring out what's going on with this rockfish closure in Southern California, grab that interview I did with Jamie Dimon on Friday and share that, please. Share it with everybody. Everybody needs to know what's going on. And Jamie Dimon broke it down 
so eloquently. <clears throat> it was such a pleasure to have her on the show because she's a, a, a plethora of knowledge, which I was really happy to hear about. And like I told you, Avery, just when she told me, hey, Dave, we got to give those people that come down and collect the information. We got to give them the information because Noah's telling them that we're catching 70% more fish than we actually are. So we got to stay on this. We got to stay involved. Go to cca.org and get involved with CCA. They're our only voice at the table to help stop all these closures because all they want to do is make it so that Avery can't go fishing, Dave can't go fishing, Jeanette can't go fishing, Dan and Kim can't go fishing. You got to make sure that you stay on top of this so that we have a voice. CCA is the only voice we have at the table. So let's make sure that we uh, support CCA. I'll throw up the CCA QR code here in a second. If I can find it. It's so much easier when Elliot's producing the show. I'll tell you. There it is. There's your QR code for CCA, gang. Then you can go in there and you can look and you can find out what CCA is all about and how they're helping us to keep fishing open. Even if you don't like to fish, maybe your grandkids might like to fish or maybe your neighbor's kids might like to fish. What a tragedy that all they can think about is how to close fishing. They're so hell-bent on closing fishing that I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. What harm is it for people to go outside and enjoy themselves in the sun? Avery, help me out here. I don't understand. I, I can't wrap my head around it at all. Um, I, I really wish I had an answer to it. I can't wrap my head around it. It's the same show up here. Every year they're saying there's no fish, there's no fish, and... There's a lot of fish out there. There's plenty of fish. <clears throat> Recreational fishing has never been the cause of any decline of any population of any fish gang. I don't care who you are or what you try to tell me. Come to my seminars, my live when I'm out in public and I'm doing them at the convention center or whatever. I love when people want to come up and talk to me about how they caught six fish one day and that devastated the population of fish. Are you out of your flipping mind? I think it's yep. a lot easier to point the finger at us than it is to point the finger at the, the true issues at the health right. of Which is, there's only really one issue, but nobody wants to talk about it on the West Coast. Those of you in Texas and Florida, you don't understand, but they're coming. <clears throat> Those sea lions are making their way through the Panama Canal, and they're going to start swimming up the eastern seaboard. You guys are going to have them in Texas. You're going to have them in the Mississippi River. You're going to have them in all over in Florida. Once they once they breach that Panama Canal and they start coming, you guys will have them just like we have them. They're the <clears throat> most evasive species ever. They eat 35 pounds of fresh fish per day per animal, and right now we have about 4 million of them in Southern California. It's an animal that is the most protected animal on the planet Earth. They have more rights than a human being. They're really the only problem, but they're going to say that your grandson out fishing with a piece of string and a hook has got more devastation to the California fishery or any fishery than the actual sea lion, which is pretty crazy. If you ask me, I just, 
I don't understand why we can't really look at the real issues. I don't know what happened, but it's been like this since I was a kid. Every time we turned around, they were coming for more of the California coastline. I grew up up here. You grew up up there where we all think, oh, California has regulations up where Avery's at. <laughs> you need to be you need to be very, 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 very smart to understand all the closures and the verbiage they use and inside of this line and outside of that line and this slope and that high spot and over here. And then if this fish swims over that line and then back into this line, he can't catch him. If his sister's brother's cousin's name is Larry, he can't be caught on a Wednesday, but he can be caught on a Thursday. If his tail's orange this day and not purple, you're like, it's what crazy. in the hell are you talking about? I, just I read a regulation. I read a reg. Maybe it was a few weeks ago. It said, you can catch one wild coho salmon west of the Tatoosh line, which is technically in the ocean. It cannot be transported to Area 4. It can only be landed in Area 5. All this is within 10 miles, and you can get yourself into a lot of trouble all within 10 miles. It's crazy. Isn't that wild? It's wild. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It does. does it, the more you think about it and the more you read it, and you just go, why? And then Tommy Gomes, when he was on the show a couple months ago, he said it's because they don't want us on anywhere that there's a oceanfront property. They want to get rid of all fishermen so they can develop it, major resorts and all this stuff. And I was like, really? That's what it's all about. And Tommy travels all over the United States with his show, The Fishmonger, and he sees it everywhere. They want to just close down fishing so they can develop it into resort properties. And But the real strange thing is they always want to attack the recreational fishermen and the commercial fishermen. And you know what, gang? The United States appetite for fish is far greater than any other country in the world, but we always want to point our fingers at countries overseas. We have the biggest appetite of seafood. We're the biggest wasteful people buying seafood. And you go to well, you go to Walmart or Costco, you're buying fish that you have no clue where it came from because you, you won't go to Tommy's and buy his fresh seafood where you know exactly where it came from. Why? Because it costs too much. And like Tommy always says, gang, good seafood isn't cheap and cheap seafood isn't good. And you need to support your local fishermen. You need to get down to your local fish, fish markets. You need to support your local fishermen. Luke selling his crab on the side of the road. You need to go buy Luke's crab. You don't need to go buy crab at Costco that you have no clue where it came from. It's not a sustainable fishery. Most of that stuff's grown in ponds. It's just, it's just crazy, man. And the more we start to look into these things and as this podcast grows and I get these articles from other people and we look at this stuff and the windmill deal that they're shoving down our throat in California, it's just so unbelievable that they don't understand how a little kid with a piece of string and a hook just wants to go fishing, right? And why can we not let them just go fishing? They're not going to hurt the population of the fish. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I could go on and on and on forever. It just breaks my heart. Now, my granddaughter, there might be a time where you're not allowed to fish in California. My granddaughter may never get to go fishing with grandpa. She's only one years old and it could all be over here soon. And they're trying to put the windmills out in Washington and Oregon too. So it's marching its way up to the coast. I don't really understand, but there's people smarter than me, I guess. Yeah, it's about money. It's not about energy. It's not green. There's not one part about that windmill that's green. There's nothing about them that's green, but they got them. Everybody convinced that it's going to be this new green energy, which is unbelievable. It's never, ever going to be green, gang. It's not a green energy. It can't be. Somebody has to make the, the windmill. Someone has to maintain the windmill. Someone has to build the windmill. The cranes have to set the blades. All these are burning massive amounts of petroleum. And then you hope and pray that that windmill is going to spin around enough times to charge up a battery. It just doesn't make any sense. Magic. It makes people feel good inside, you know. I guess. Yeah, John Stanley, you caught a fish named Larry on the wrong day. You need to look at those new rockfish regulations. If you caught a fish named Larry on a Thursday, you're supposed to throw it back. You can only catch fish named Larry on Wednesdays, and it has to be under – you can catch it from 20 feet of water to 12 feet of water, and it can't be less than 11 feet of water, and it can't be more than 30 feet of water, and the water can't be 61 degrees. It has to be 64 degrees, and if it's blue, then – you got to throw it back. And if it's the water's kind of a greenish color, then you could keep it, but you can only keep it for an hour and then you have to throw it back. Right? <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of flipping sense. But if you start to read into all these regulations, gang, that's how they read. That's how they sound. That's how they look. Gang, I'm going to reach out to everybody. If you see any bizarre. Um, articles like the one that Dan and Kim sent me about Noah. And I know we, uh, we got some people that weren't on here in the beginning. So I want to just close down the show, reading this article one more time to everybody that wasn't a part of it. And those of you that are, and already heard it, thanks for hanging in for the full hour. I appreciate it. But listen to this. Noah says it has been overestimating recreational saltwater catches by 30 to 40%. That has a, Adverse effect on us because that's where they're getting. That's where they're. Yeah, I'm trying to read the chats random. What do you What do you got, buddy? What do you want to say? I try to read them even when my wife's not here. When she's here, I don't read them. But Noah is who they go to to figure out if they're going to close certain things or open certain things or when they're going to open them or when they're going to close them. And this is all to do. This isn't California. This is the whole United States of America. They've been coming in 30 to 40% higher on the catch take rate than what's actually being caught or taken by the recreational fishermen. They are admitting to 30 to 40 more percent, which we already know if they're admitting to 30, 40, that means it's 60, 80 because they don't want to really tell you the real number. So I will sell them 30, 40%. Gang, we do not have an adverse effect of population of the fish in the ocean with a piece of string and a hook. 
maybe in salt water. Maybe if you went and fished that one stream every day and took every single trout out of it, that would definitely devastate that stream. I believe that in my heart, but I don't think that me and Avery fishing on his boat with a hook, we're going to adversely affect the population up there of the halibut. I don't think so. And, uh, this is the third time in 13 years they've overestimated our catch. This That's what it says in this article. Third time in 13 years. And random, if you got a question, if you're throwing it up there, yeah, I read the chats. But I, since you sent it up there, I haven't seen another one. So I don't know, buddy. We got a couple of minutes left, gang. Avery, if anybody's up in Washington, Oregon area, wants to go fishing somewhere around, around you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, give me a call. Uh, three six zero six three zero 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 six four, and you can text or call me anytime. You can look me up on Facebook, Avery Kulik, just how my name is spelt here. You can also look me up on Instagram at Pacific Tide Fishing. Absolutely, check out his check out his page. You don't want to miss all the cool things he's got going on, gang. That's how him and I hooked up. That's how we became friends. And that's how he became part of the show. Jeanette, I have no idea. Research team hooking up white belly breeders off the islands. of I don't know what's up with that. I have no clue. But if you have an article, send it to me. We'll talk about it on the show. Gang, tomorrow, I'm traveling up for the War Heroes on Water. We got the big tournament starting, kicking off on Saturday. I'm going up for the War Heroes on Water. I'll be up in town. Um, I want you to try to be down in Newport for the parade at five o'clock on Saturday afternoon in, in Newport beach, California, the war heroes will be cruising around on all the yachts. And then we take them up. We all peel out of there after the parade and go fishing Sunday and Monday with our war heroes. And then we're back at the pier in Avalon on, uh, Monday night for the big weigh in. Then all the war heroes jump on the Catalina flyer and go back to Newport. And then Tuesday night, we have the big awards banquet. You want to be a part of this. You want to come down. You want to show your support for the war heroes. Be at Newport for the parade. Try to get to Catalina for Monday night at the pier. It's a phenomenal celebration. You can meet all the war heroes. You can meet all the fishermen you've been growing up watching. A lot of the guys that, Tito Ortiz, you, you saw me interview him on the show. He'll be there. Brett McBride from Shark Hunters, he'll be there. You know, he, he runs the Oceanic. He travels all over the world doing all the research on the white sharks. He's taking some of the war heroes fishing. We'll all be there. We'll all be on the green pier. I'll be there. I know no one wants to see me, but there'll be some really cool people that are going to be there to talk to you. And uh, you can show your support for the war heroes. I hope you all show up for this event. It's going to be spectacular. I'm fired up about it. I'm excited about it. Don't forget to check out Promar. Ahi. Go to the website. Check out all the cool stuff. Put in the code YSWG. Get your, get your 10% discount. And that'll enter you also in to win the free bag of swag. You don't even have to buy anything. And we'll give that away on October 1st. But I'll do my show tomorrow from here, and then I'm going to go up and see Jay Brewer on Thursday at Prehistoric Pets. We may do the show at his 
facility, you never know. Always tune in. You never know who's coming on the show. None of you knew Avery was going to be here today. Avery, thank you for being a part of the show. Everybody, thank you for watching the show. I have to get down to the beach. The water's 92. I got to get down there. I'm starting to get pale. Next thing you know, Gavin Newsom's going to send me a letter telling me he likes me and we'll have none of that. I got to go get more tan. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of the show. Avery, I'll see you next week. Thanks, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. See you next week.